0: You are now tuned in to the Financial Advisors Playbook, sponsored by Carson Group. Through coaching and guidance, we make the complex simple for advisors who are in the trenches today. Each episode, we'll cover a new topic which focuses on the future of our profession and the ways in which you can achieve growth with balance. Welcome to the latest episode of the Financial Advisors Playbook. I'm your host, Katie Wirth. With me is my co-host, Mina Burns, today. And our topic for this episode is goal planning. Mina, how are your goals going this year?
1: You know, from a professional standpoint, I'd say I'm right on track. I'm really big into goal planning and setting my goals at the end of the year. So that way, right when I start the new year, I know what I'm focused on for 2018 or that upcoming year. Um, So from a professional standpoint, I've never struggled with goal planning. Personally, I have a hard time. So here we are in April, and I still haven't done any goal planning on my personal life. I was supposed to do that as part of my New Year's resolution, but it just didn't happen. I am hoping our special guest today can help me get started with goal planning or give me some added motivation that I need to get this done. So with us, we have Executive Business Coach Scott Wood.
2: How are you doing guys? It's great to be here and thank you for having me. And Thanks for Mina, yes, we can help you.
1: I'm sure I'm not the only one who waits a while to actually start their goal planning, right?
2: Not at all. It is not uncommon for advisors to tell me whether it's January tenth or April tenth that they haven't done goals yet for the year. And you know what? It's really never too late. You could have goals for as little as ninety days.
0: Okay, this makes me feel better. This gives yeah. me hope. So the concept of having goals has been around for a long time and we kind of just mentioned that. I mean is it still relevant?
2: Yeah, that's a great question Katie. So I I tell advisors absolutely it is and I think goal planning has been around so long, right? Every advisor has heard about the importance of having goals probably since the day they got into the business. So it's anything but brilliant coaching to say you need to have goals. But that's okay. It's like a lot of things in our industry. It's not about doing something that's never been done before. It's about taking something that works and doing it on a regular basis and being consistent with it. So yeah, when you do goal planning the right way, it absolutely has a huge impact on an advisor and on their business.
1: Now, how do you know, Scott, if you're building out the right goals?
2: Yeah, so we talk about goals being SMAC certified. And for us, that stands for specific, Measurable, achievable, and compatible. So let me walk you through each, each of those just briefly. Um, specific is pretty easy. It's kind of it kind of explains itself. It can't be a broad, general goal like um, I need to be. I need to get better at running my business, right? Too broad. So be specific. It's got to engage in a certain area: marketing, business development, branding, something like that. Measurable is probably the one that advisors get tripped up on the most. Um, I'll give you a great example. I mean, if you came to me and said, Scott, I want to get in better shape next year. If you ask 100 people on the street if that's a good goal, they're going to say, absolutely, it's a great goal. But how do we know when you've actually hit it? Because if, if you tell me, well, last year I went to the gym 10 times, and I, I want to be in better shape than last year. Well, technically, if you go to the gym 11 times, you're in better shape. But that might not be what you meant. You You might have meant, Scott, I want to be at the gym four days a week and I want to eat dessert only on Sunday, right? So when we attach numbers to goals, that's how you know absolutely you've hit it or you've fallen short. So the measurable component is probably the most important. The achievable part. I would say, I hate to use sports analogies, but I'm gonna. Uh, I would say the achievable part is make it a three-pointer, right? It shouldn't be a half-court shot where it's almost impossible to hit because people get uh, you get bummed out when you just can't hit a goal over and over and over. You've or extend- overwhelmed. Yes, exactly, right. You give up early, right? Mm-hmm. So, And I would say, and don't make it a layup either, right? It should be about a three-pointer. Uh, we like to say that if, th- if you think there's about a 50% chance of hitting your goal, you'll probably hit it 70 to 80% of the time because we generally achieve more than we think we're capable of. The last one is, is compatible. Um, that one probably needs a little definition. So I would say make sure the goal lines up with your values. If an advisor comes to me and says, I want to double my revenue next year, and they've got an advisory-based practice, I might tell them, you know, we can do that, but it might require you to work 80 hours a week. Are you okay with that? And if that advisor tells me, you know what, I don't mind working hard, but I need balance in my life, right? I, I'll get after it for 50, 55 hours a week, but that, that's enough for me. I've got young kids, or I've got other obligations, I'd say, well, that, that goal is not compatible. Let's make something that lines up with your value system. So. That's SMAC certification. Once you have a goal, make sure you can check off each one of those areas and you've got a good uh, SMAC certified goal.
0: I love that structure. So what type of goals should advisors and business owners really focus on for a year or should we think about long term as well? I mean, tell us a little bit about how to structure that.
2: Yeah, great question. You know, you can have goals for as little as a week. You could have goals for as long as a year. I don't like to go out beyond a year because I think you can do strategic vision for longer than a year out, but as far as goals and activity, I like to keep it one year or less. A lot of people are starting to focus on 90 days or less. Now, when you think about types of goals, I like to break it down into two primary categories. The first one would be outcomes, and the the key with outcome goals are you have zero control over whether you hit it. Now, advisors don't like to hear this, right? But I'll give you some great examples. Most of the goals we see in our industry are outcome-based goals. They're going to be things like, I want to do X amount in revenue. I want to do uh, X amount in new AUM. I want to pick up 10 new households or get 8 referrals. Those are very common type production type goals, right? And they're good. But you have to be okay with the fact that they're uncontrollable. Now, control is either a 0 or 100 game. There's no such thing as I have have 80% control. You either do or you don't. And and so just be okay that that's uncontrollable. So, again, some advisors don't, they don't, that doesn't sit well with them. But I can promise you, unless you can absolutely control what's going to happen, it's an uncontrollable goal. Doesn't make them bad. Okay, so that's the first time. Oh and then, oh go ahead. Mina. I was
1: just going to ask you so you mentioned the production based goals but yeah. should should an advisor focus on goals besides just production is that what you're referencing when you mention those outcomes based goals?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So again, you know, we'll we'll generally see production type goals, business development type goals. But the other type of goals are going to be activity goals. And activity goals are 100% controllable. So those are going to be things like making outbound calls doing uh, events, you know, education events or social events, Um, running an advisory council, segmenting your clients, meeting with the center of influence uh, once a quarter, Um, doing a team retreat, right? So there's all types of great activities that that can lead to those good outcomes. So again, I like to see a nice balance because if an advisor only has outcome-based goals and their activity all year long is, is spot on, but they just don't get the results. We know that sometimes that happens, right? I don't want them to look at that year and say it was a total disappointment because they did what they could do. They controlled their activity. So again, nice combination of activity goals and outcome goals. And then, Mina, you mentioned uh, just being diverse. That's another important point, right? Again, a lot of advisors tend to focus on production-type goals, and those are good. They're probably gonna be the majority or the core of any advisor's goals, but you gotta think a little bit more broadly. So I'll give you an example. Um, Think about technology, do you have any technology goals? Maybe you wanna purchase a new CRM or just start to utilize your technology uh, in in more ways. Maybe you've got a branding or marketing goal. Maybe you wanna add video to your website. Maybe you wanna hire somebody, that's a great human capital goal. Uh, I love systems goals, right? We run into advisors all the time that don't have their systems in written form. Maybe if you said, I've got four systems that I want to put in written form this year or in the first 90 days, that's a great goal. So again, when you when you think about goals to consider, don't get stuck just on business development or production goals. Think about other areas of your business. That way you'll be really well-rounded.
1: I think you're probably giving our listeners some really good ideas of other types of goals to consider.
2: Yeah, that's key because it's so, as advisors and business owners, we're wired for production. and. Absolutely, that's what moves the needle, and that's what really drives the business. But for the benefit of your firm and for all of your stakeholders, think outside the box. In fact, Mina, you, you raise a good point. Get your team involved in this process, right? You may go to your team and say, here are some goals I've, I've thought of for the year. What are your thoughts? And they may say, hey, you know, we've got some systems goals or technology goals that the owner might not think of. So that's, that's a way to be diverse in your thinking.
1: Absolutely. So what is a good number of overall goals?
2: for an advisor to have in their practice? Yeah, that can be tough. You know, I I really don't care whether it's five, or 15, or 20. The key is, is it a number that you're willing to monitor and measure throughout the year, and do those goals really define success and fulfillment for the year? So when you think you've got a, a list of goals for the year that's complete, I tell advisors, stand back and look at it, and say, if everything on this list happened, is there any way it wouldn't be a productive and successful and a fulfilling year? If it is, that's the right number. Now, I would guess it's probably a, a, between a handful and a couple of handfuls. You know, I, I don't think it makes sense to have 29 goals that you have to monitor and measure every month or every quarter. But I'd say maybe it's somewhere in the 5 to you know, 15 range, somewhere in there. But you know, give yourself some, some flexibility there.
0: So, Scott, this being a podcast, our listeners could be uh, hearing this in April. They could be listening to this in July or October. There's a misconception out there that if you didn't establish your goals in January, then you're screwed for the rest of the right, year. Right, But tell them that that is wrong and, and yeah. tell them why.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely wrong, and but that's good news, right? Uh, because there's no excuse for saying, hey, it's, it's July 10th. I, I've not set up goals. It's too late if there's still something that's important for you to accomplish by year-end, you've got time. I don't care if it's December 1st and there's something you need to do in the next 30 days. Now, we don't want to use that as a crutch, right? But there's no bad time to work on goals. Um, and by the way, speaking of timing, I would encourage advisors who, who want to do this ahead of time, do it in December, right, if you can. not take a, take a day, December is a great planning month anyway, right? You get your year wrapped up from a production perspective, then move to planning. And you know, ideally we've got the goals done in December so that we when we walk into work on January second, we already know what we want to accomplish for the year. I'm not a big fan of taking part of the year to plan for the year that we're already in. So the sooner the better, but if you don't get it done, never too late.
0: Right. Which is encouraging. And that brings us then, you know, we have our goals set, they're determined, what's next?
2: Yeah. Great question, and this is key, right? Because here's what here's what kind of tends to happen, not just in our industry, but a lot of times when people put together goals, it's like that meeting you go into, and there's some really good conversation, and then you walk out before you know it, it's five months later, and you think, man, that was a great meeting we had, but nothing happened, <laughs> and that's very demoralizing, mm-hmm. right? So first thing you got to do is you got to share. Sit down with your team, and if, if you're the type of advisor who's going to Develop the goals and then just give them to your team share them with the team, right? This isn't just you it's it's for the whole team if you'd like to get them involved in the planning process Do that so number one would be share The second thing is Very important to keep goals highly visible. So this is where I'm a little old school, right? if you've got your goals on a a piece of paper or on a you know laminated sheet there's no you don't have to log in to even look at them now I'm not discounting having them in some digital form I think that's great but maybe in addition to that you have just got a laminated set that's visibly on your desk or on your wall on a regular basis or right? In or in your shower yes. like
0: Ron
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, in your shower if someone at home doesn't mind that yeah absolutely do that but you know and the reason Ron does that is he wants them to be highly visible right? right? He almost can't escape them unless he's not showering, and I think that's, I'm sure that's <laughs> we'll not the case. will if he's not showering. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
2: But here's the key with being highly visible. When we see things on a regular basis, it tends, it leads to something, leads to action, right? I'll give you a good example. I wanted to clean out my garage for a long time. My garage isn't like super messy, but I've kind of wanted to redo it for a long time. You know what, I just haven't gotten to it. And it, I'll promise you this, if I would have had a visible reminder to do that, I would have set aside a weekend probably a long time ago, right? But because it's not visible, I lose track of it. Mm -hmm. So just the mere exercise, now here's what I would encourage advisors to do. When you've got that printed set of goals or digitally, however you want to do it, look at it once a week. Now if you want to do it every day, fantastic. But at least once a week, I would say on a Monday or Friday morning, now before you turn your computer on, because that's when the chaos starts, right? Mm -hmm. So put your phone down, do not turn on your desktop, Take out your goals or pull them up on your phone. Look at them and just think about them. Because when you think about them, again, they become top of mind. And then when they become top of mind, and we've got awareness, things tend to happen. I'm putting some, something on my six most and vital one. I'm putting something on my to-do list. I'm putting a task on my calendar for later this week. So that's the beauty of keeping them highly visible. Make sense?
1: Nothing feels better than crossing off items on your to-do list, right?
2: Absolutely. It's like
1: euphoria Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes,
2: absolutely. (laughs) So step step three of that is you gotta measure progress, right? So we look at them on a regular basis, and then we get together and monitor progress. Now I would say at least quarterly. You wanna do it monthly, great. But either you or with your whole team, if you've got firm goals, get together with the whole team and go through the results. Hey team, we're through first quarter, Right, it's, it's April. Let's go through all of our goals and find out where we're at. Let's talk about success, challenges, plans for making progress. In fact, if they're firm goals, you can even have owners of each goal. Maybe this person has a particular goal, this person has enough. they can report on progress to get everybody involved. So monitor progress regularly. And then the last thing is celebrate achievement. Now this, this sounds easy, right? Like who wouldn't want to celebrate? But advisors actually struggle with this because an advisor usually rewards themselves with hitting a goal by moving on to the next goal mm. right that it's not really celebrating right but take time and celebrate if you if you hit a goal out of the ballpark stop and do something cool go out and have drinks have a little party in the office do some, hand out gift cards or do something cool to celebrate we should feel good about achieving victory on a goal so that's important as well
0: yeah who doesn't want to party <laughs> exactly <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to
1: absolutely so scott you actually brought up a good point when it comes to sharing these goals with your team, getting team buy-in, even giving them ownership over some of these goals. Um, so that ties into our advisor spotlight. We have a listener who sent an email in, Josh W. from Newport Beach, California. His book of business is about $30 million in assets. Um, and he said that he's really struggling with his team buying into the goal planning process. What tips do you have for somebody who's in the same position as Josh?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not surprised we got that because I, I hear it often. Uh, you have to reposition the whole goal planning process, right? So, my guess might be these are people on a team or, or a firm that's got a culture of we're very busy, but we don't measure the progress of all the or the, the result of all the activity, right? And, so, and that tends to happen in our industry. We have people in our industry who are very active. You'll never find more active people than advisors. They love to produce and get after it. But if you don't measure the result of the activity, um, it starts to wear on people. It's kind of the reason when we, when we work out every day, eventually we want to step on the scale or look in the mirror, right? You want to see progress. Otherwise, we all tire of the task after a while. So when you've got a back office that's working hard, or you're an advisor that's working very hard. Um, again, Katie, you brought up just getting discouraged it's discouraging to just do an activity over and over and over without seeing the result of it. So I would say first, I'd I'd get together with the team and I'd reposition the the power of goal planning when you do it the right way. And number two, I'd get them more involved, right? Usually the reason people aren't engaged in something is they haven't been included in in building that thing out, right, so an example would be the advisor who says, hey, I spent uh, the weekend putting together some goals for this year and team, here they are. So start working on it, right? That's way different than me as an advisor owner saying, Katie Mina, we're gonna sit down Friday morning, we're gonna spend from nine to 12 working out goals for the following year or for the next 90 days. I want you guys to come with ideas, I'll bring some of my own, and together we're gonna come up with a list that works for all of us. Now when I've got you engaged in that process and you're part of building it, as opposed to me just handing it to you and saying here's what you need to do, you'll get a lot of buying. So I would say, you know, reposition the whole goal planning process and then get the team involved in putting together the goals and keep them involved in monitoring progress along the way.
1: That's a great idea. If it's an idea generated from a member of the team and they see results from an idea, that's just going to give them so much more excitement and passion over continuing on this process. And then they get a party. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And they'll plan the party. Yeah, (laughs) right on. Yes.
0: So any other tips on goal planning for the whole process of it?
2: Yes. Uh, the other thing I would just add is, uh, you, you know, you can, you can have business goals, you can have personal goals. So when we talk about being diverse, uh, don't just look at your business, look at your personal life as well. Um, you know, sometimes in our business, you see advisors who do very well from a business perspective, but then I ask them if they're fulfilled, and they say, not really. You know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm in shape. I'm not sleeping well. My relationships aren't as strong as they should be. I've not been active in the community. I used to do that. So I would say, don't ignore the personal side. I Mina, mean, I are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> no. I
1: know, I ignored the personal side, guilty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because when you, when you achieve uh, from a business perspective, I say we would define that as success. But I would say success is a part of fulfillment. Fulfillment's the bigger picture right? I mean, I want to see advisors fulfilled. I see a lot of advisors who are successful, making good money, running good business, but let's go one step higher. Let's go to fulfillment. Fulfillment means even outside of work, my quality of life is outstanding. Good relationships. I feel like I'm in shape. I'm taking care of myself. I sleep well. I travel. I get back to the community. Um, So whatever those personal things are, uh, and there's many forms of those, I would include that in the process as well.
0: There's so many advisors I talk to who don't realize that that's possible, to have that balance. And that's why a coach is so important, because you can keep them aligned and also accountable to those goals that they're setting in both sides of their life.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, the, the happiest, most successful advisors I see are people who are thriving personally as well as professionally, right? I see, I see many that are thriving professionally, but when I say they're fulfilled, not the way they could be. So that absolutely matters. Yeah. And the other thing I, I would add in is uh, look, at, look at team goals and look at individual goals as well. We, we talked a, a bit about team goals today, and you can even take this to the personal level as well. So, Katie, if you're on my team and I want to get you engaged in the importance of goal planning, I'm going to get you involved in building out our firm goals, right? Goals that we're all working towards together. Mm-hmm. In addition, I may, I may say to you, Katie, you know, if you really want to engage in this process, work on some individual goals for yourself. Goals that only you're in charge of attaining. They can be a combination of business and personal. So, you know, the example I would draw here, you take an athlete, and an athlete says, I want to help win a championship for our team. That's a team goal. But I also want that athlete to say, what are your individual goals? Because when I, when you're really engaged in the goal planning process, you'll be part of not only the team goals or the firm goals, But you'll also have some individual goals that just you yourself are in charge of attaining. So think about firm or team versus individual goals as well.
0: I like that. That ownership gives you confidence,
1: I think. Definitely. So we have one last question for you, Scott. Do you have any examples of advisors? You're on the phone with them all the time. Um, Any advisors who have done a great job with goal planning or even advisors who maybe have struggled with this? as well as the impact that this could have on your business one way or the other.
2: Yeah, you bet. I sure do. I mean, I can think of an advisor that I work with in in Texas and we've been working together about four years and about year two of the relationship he really engaged in the goal planning process. Hadn't really done it historically, you know, had a good business but didn't really engage in goal planning and today every time we talk we go through his goals and it, it might seem redundant on the surface but here's what I would say. If the goals reflect success and fulfillment, why wouldn't we talk about them on a regular basis, right? So every, every resource I suggest, every bit of thinking I share, the large majority of them are, are supporting his goals. So we go through them absolutely on a regular, consistent basis, and it's made a big impact on his business. On the reverse side, I, I have uh, certainly some advisors who I've talked to about this many, many times. They still don't embrace it, and they tend to fall into that category of they're b- very busy and active, but we don't measure the result of the activity, and therefore that the activity tends to wane over time. And they've lost some of their passion for the business because it just seems like a lot of busy work, and they never get to see the result of the work. It's kind of like asking somebody to go out and pound nails and cut boards, but they never get to see the house, right? Yeah. And they feel like, geez, I just cut boards all day right and they never get to see the beautiful house that it becomes so you gotta if you don't do that you won't engage in goal planning so I guess mean it's it's kind of a shame when advisors don't embrace this because then they're just gonna have to try to be excited about activity for a long long time and that that tends to wear on people
1: absolutely you know and at the end of the day we all have the same amount of hours in the day there are advisors who are finding time to focus on goal planning Um, So sometimes hearing those stories of success and the impact, the positive impact it can have on your business are just what our listeners might need to get started on the goal planning process. I actually listened to this TED Talk. I think I might have mentioned this on a past podcast, but this TED Talk went into um, using the B word, busy. Because if you ask somebody, how have you been? How are you doing? Natural reaction 90% of the time is to say, oh, I've been really busy. So it challenged people not to use the B word that cannot be your crutch anymore because we all have the same hours in the day. Everyone is busy. Give somebody a more um, heartwarming response beyond just busy, you know, or or when yeah. you're coming up with excuses on why you're not doing things, don't let busy be one of them.
2: Absolutely. So I
1: challenge all of our listeners, if you're thinking about goal planning, you haven't had time for it, don't let the B word get in your way.
2: I love that, Mina. And if we could change that answer to not just busy, but my activity has been spot on and I'm either on track or ahead of hitting all of my goals. And I couldn't be more excited about the business. What a, what a better answer to that question.
1: Right, I think so too. I love that. Makes me wanna go reestablish my goals. I know, I think I'm gonna get started on that goal planning process in my personal life. Let's do it. Well, thanks for your insight, Scott. This was great. Thank I hope, you. I hope our listeners got something out of this. I think they definitely would. Um, so to everyone listening today, we're going to ask you once again, if you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to it. If you have a question or a future topic that you'd like us to tackle, you can write into us, info at carsongroup.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Financial Advisors Playbook. If you're interested in learning more about how we make the complex simple for financial advisors and the investors they serve, check us out at carsongroup.com. To hear additional episodes or suggested topic of discussion, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.